I'm Daisy. Is this a test run? No, it's not. A, B, C, D, E, D, G, Cookie Monster, C, E, B, F. Welcome to Inside Hogwarts, a Harry Potter podcast made by kids for kids. I'm Daisy. And I'm Vaughn. And today we're talking about chapters... 16 of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, The Goblet of Fire. Now, isn't this an exciting chapter, Vaughn? Wait, I thought last chapter was The Goblet of Fire. No. I thought the last chapter no. was called The Goblet of Fire. No, no, no. Wait, no, was no, it? No, 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 Was no. it? Hold on, hold on, hold on, guys. Uh, uh, this, uh. This, this, might, this might be bad. This might be bad. Hold on. Watch like it's a chapter that we've already taken notes for. It's not, though, because we remember. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Alright, we're going on to the HarryPotterFandom.com. Bless them, because they literally have everything that you could ever want. Really, any Harry Potter on here? No, it's it's the Goblet of Fire. Uh, uh, the past uh, uh. one was Bo Battens and Durmstrang. And the next one were Champions. So you were wrong, I was right. <gasps> Get out How of town! You, yeah. You, you, so if we sound a little bit unenergized right now, it's because it's, it's late yet again. It's um, 8.36. It's late. It, it, maybe that doesn't seem that late to some people, but for us, it's late because I go to sleep at ten at the latest. Dude, so, I'm gonna um, get I'm gonna get like three sleep paralysis. On, on, <laughs> I'm going <laughs> I'm going to too because I still have homework to do after this. Um, our first sentence for today is, "I don't believe it," Ron said in a stunned voice. <gasps> That's so crazy. As the Hogwarts students filed up the back steps. Behind the park. Wait. Wait. Hmm? I clicked on the wrong notes. I literally clicked on. <laughs> oh, my oh my gosh. This is actually kind of funny. Wait. Chapter 17. It, I told you. I told you. Wait, but why isn't there anything on here, Vaughn? Why isn't there anything on here? Did someone go on? That's on movie. You're on movie goofs. Chapter 17. Hold movie on. goofs. You're on. Oh you're, my gosh, that was really scary, guys. That was God. really scary. I told you, chapter <gasps> 17, last chapter was the Goblet of Fire. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, guys, welcome to uh, Inside Hogwarts Pod. I'm Daisy. And I'm Vaughn. And today we're talking about chapter 17 of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. The four champions. I genuinely scared myself there. I was like, where are our notes? Did our sister delete them? <laughs> Were you scared, Vaughn? I wasn't scared because I saw Daisy <laughs> <laughs> just like pulled back on my head. His blanket was on his head, so I pulled his blanket back on <laughs> his head. He Okay, uh, um, but yeah, that was a little bit scary. So. I wasn't scared because I saw that it was movie goofs, not notes. Yeah, that was that was a little much. I was like, I feel like I've read this first sentence before. Okay, okay. First sentence for reals this time. Harry sat there, aware that every head in the Great Hall had turned to look at him. Do you know that there's every head looking at you, Harry? Do you? I read this mm-hmm. thing that even if you're sleeping, you can tell when someone's staring at you. Like, you just know when someone's staring at you. Hold on. I think about this, like, huh? all the time. Um, like, can't, do you know, know when someone's staring at you? How do you subconsciously you? know that, Daisy? 
Okay, hold on. Got I, this. I was, like, watching Young Sheldon. In fact, your brain is wired to inform you that someone is looking at you, even when they're not. The perception originates from a system in the brain that's devoted to detecting where others are looking. Yeah, but it doesn't say anything about sleep. And uh, I, I was recently, like, uh, like a few minutes ago, I was watching Young Sheldon. Of I, course, I, like, been yes. binge-watching the series. As one does. And there was this one episode where it was, like, about, like, people staring at you. It was, like, there was, like, this, like, minor bit. It was, like, like you can like you have the two Mississippis before people notice that you're actually staring at them. Two Mississippis? Is it real? Um, I mean, sort of. Has that ever worked for I'm, you? Have you ever tried it? I mean, uh, on, I've never, like, really tried it. Is it from any distance? I don't know. I don't now know. I'm gonna have to I, try I mean, this. <laughs> Is it, like, does it matter if they're in front of you or behind you? I don't know. No, I don't know. I should try this. Maybe people are going to think I'm weird because I'm just randomly staring at them. But that sounds cool. You have to count to two Mississippi. I can't tell. I don't know if it's real or not. I think every single one of our child listeners should do this. (laughs) Go to school, stare at someone, count to two Mississippi. Let's make it a Harry Potter theme, though. Count to two Remus Lupins. Yeah, two Remus Lupins. Two Rem- one Remus Lupin. Two Remus Lupin. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Okay. McGonagall got up and whispered something to Dumbledore. Harry said blankly to Ron and Hermione that they knew that he hadn't put his name in, which is like, okay, no, Ron doesn't know that. Dumbledore called for Harry to come up He, pl- if he pleased. Harry felt like it took an hour to get where Dumbledore stood. He wasn't smiling and told Harry to go through that door. It's like... That's, is that weird for Dumbledore to not smile? Normally, does he smile? I mean, yeah, but clearly this isn't something that he's happy about. Why would he smile? (laughs) He's all, like, smiling at Harry. He's clapping. He's like, good show, good show. Thank you, Harry. We needed to. Harry entered the next room, which was smaller, and saw the other three champions, who he thought looked impressive, silhouetted against the fire. Flora thought that he had come to de- deliver a message from until Ludo Bagman rushed in and introduced Harry as the fourth champion of the Tri-Wizard Tournament. And I don't know why he's so excited about this. Like, do you think he's like, Harry Potter's the new champion? Yeah, maybe he's <laughs> in the berries and cream voice. He's just like, Harry Potter's the new champion. Berries and cream, berries and cream. I'm going to tell Matt that those berries and cream. That would be really funny. Okay, yeah, that's good. Uh-huh, okay. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, and then I just put, I just put in, like, little marks. Ludo rushing out of hall, lol. Because I'm just thinking, like, everyone's really quiet. Let me set the scene for you all, okay? Dumbledore is standing right in front of the cup. Everyone's really quiet. Everyone has their, like, head down. They're all just thinking. Everyone is deathly silent. They're all just statues. And then all of a sudden, like, comically, Ludo pushes his chair back and sprints to the next room. And his cloak is flying behind him. And it's deathly silent. The only thing you can hear is Ludo sprinting out of the hall. Like in, um, like in Deathly Hallows, where Filch is running down the hall. That is it. But it's Ludo. <laughs> limping, too. He's also limping. Ima- Im- imagine there was, like, this one Harry Potter bit. In, like, uh, some new movie or whatever. Yeah. It was just, like, a dance and singing. (laughs) 
No, too many shows have been ruined by a by Dude. musical by musical numbers, musical episodes. Those are the freaking worst, and no one in the entertainment industry has caught on to yeah, that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Ludo is gonna break out into a berries and cream. The entire great hall is gonna get out of their seats and in unison <laughs> do berries and dance, cream with the dance, and then you're up the octave, and then they're all gonna do it. Up the octave, then they're all gonna do the uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. If you don't know what berries and cream is, I'm sure Dudes will link them. Yeah, below. I'll link it for you guys. It's clean. It's it's child appropriate. The others were confused until Dumbledore, Mr. Crouch, Professor Karkaroff, Madame Maxime, Professor McGonagall, and Snape came flooding into the room, which I'm just thinking, what place does Snape have in this mix? I know, right? Like, there's no reason for him to be there. Okay, I understand McGonagall. She's deputy headmistress, whatever. I mean, but he's like, got the Veritas serum. But, I, I get that, but Snape, like, why does he, like, let's get Filch. You know, let's get Filch in here. He has the cat. <laughs> what? The, yeah, the cat. The cat told all. Exactly. The cat um is a lie detector. It knows when people are lying. So let's get the cat in here. Fleur rushed to Madame Maxime and told her that the little boy was to compete. Karkaroff and Maxime started saying that it was impossible. 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 And Dumbledore asked Harry calmly, calmly, can I just... Let's just emphasize that. All caps. Harry, did you calmly. put name <laughs> He asked Harry calmly if he put his name into the Goblet of Fire. Now let us uh, pretend that we are Dumbledore, okay? We calmly go up and we say to Harry while smiling, Harry, did you put your, your name, name in the Goblet, in the of, goblet fire. of Fire? Now let's say how Dumbledore did in the movie. Harry, did, did you, you put, put your, your name, name in the Goblet, goblet of Fire? fire? It's Duh, Goblet of Fire, too. It's Duh, Goblet of Fire. Duh, Fire. Okay, yeah, there's so... a YouTube clip that I'm sure you've seen before as well, and it's just, like, a 10-second clip of, like, like somebody zooming in on the book where it says, Dumbledore said calmly, and then it cuts to the movie clip where he's just yelling at Harry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, exactly, yeah. Um, Dumbledore asked if any other older student had helped him, and Harry said no. Karkaroff asked if Mr. Bagman and Mr. Crouch agreed that this was most irregular. Irregular? Mr. Crouch said that they must follow the rules because anyone whose name comes out of the goblet is bound to compete in the tournament. Karkaroff began to demand that they set the cup back up so that each school can have two champions. Imagine him having, like, a a childish tantrum, like, stamping his feet on the ground. I'm a champion! (laughs) We must have two! And then, like, just crying. I just think that would be very funny. Imagine Karkaroff crying at night. He goes to bed and he cries because he can't have his two champions. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine it. Really imagine it, though, Vaughn, because I can tell that you're not imagining it. (laughs) Bagman said that they couldn't because the cup won't reignite until the next champion. So, wait, because you know how, like, the Triwizard Tournament, like, stopped happening for a while? Yeah. Do you think that the cup reignites every single year in its coffin? Huh. In its casket? Hmm. In its casket. A casket. That's what it says it's in. Oh. I, I bet it does, <laughs> and it just doesn't get used. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe. Moody said that it was rather inconvenient that there was a binding magical contract saying that they all had to compete in the dangerous tournament 
even though they didn't. Wait, want a to. binding ma- magical contract that not, that none of them signed. I willingly. I don't under. But like that, that one of them didn't even sign willingly. What well, what kind of contract is that? But they had to put their own name in. So, like, they knew it going into it. Yes, but other people could have put... Okay, but also, Dumbledore asks Harry, did you ask an older student to put your name in? So that means Dumbledore knew it was possible to have an older student put your name in, right? Yeah. Or or do you think yeah. it's the same thing as him asking if he put his name in, even though it's, like, unlikely that he would have ever been able to do that? He just wants to make sure. Like, I don't know. It's just weird. Like, the whole thing is just weird. Yeah. So... The only one who wasn't saying anything was Harry, which Moody pointed out. Fleur said that this was a chance that many would die for. Moody said that someone might be homing, hoping Harry would die for it, which is, like, super dark. You're just sitting like, whoa, Moody just dropped a bomb. Yeah, so Dumbledore said that they ought to move on with the instruction since no one had an alternative solution, and that is after extensive arguing on the side of Cargrove and Maxime. Which I can fully understand why they would be upset. I know, right? I would be upset if I were them, too. I'd be like, like, dude, like, this is a contest, and you, like, are at this or, super unfair advantage. new idea. Harry could be moved to a new school. <laughs> and that school could be entered. It's called Pig Farts. It's on Mars. Yeah. Um, you need moon shoes to get there. <laughs> You know, no, the, the ruby moon shoes. You can click your. Again. You need a. You need ruby moon shoes so you can click them together. And uh, the headmaster is Rumble Roar. <laughs> Rumble Roar. And his trusty sidekick, Rypachu. Mhm. Yeah. So um yeah I just I think that that's a good alternative. Harry is the headmaster, student, teacher, everything uh-huh. at, at a. I, I pick farts, so. Absolutely. Vaughn, it's your notes now. Don't not. <laughs> oh, uh, Crouch said that the first task was supposed to test daring, so they wouldn't tell the champions anything about it. That's um, terrifying. That would I, I know, literally right? scare me. And especially the, on the first task, you have nothing that you, are, you don't know what to expect at all. I would, like, expect something so minor, and then you find out what it is, and your jaw just drops. You were like, what? It's on the floor right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no teachers would be allowed to give advice to champions, and champions would be exempted from end of your tests. That's why. I know, right? Just because it's just to be they'd be busy, but not really. It's just They're like, actually not that it's, busy. It's literally that. three tasks and a little bit of extra study. Harry still could have done Quidditch this year and been fine. I know, right? Um Crouch left Flor and Victor. Uh Crouch left and Flor and Victor left with their headmasters. Harry and Cedric started walking into their common rooms together and Cedric asked how if um uh, asked how Harry got his name in. But uh Harry said that he didn't put his name in. Cedric clearly didn't believe him and went towards his But, own like, partner. I'm, I respect Cedric because it's, like, he does come around to accepting Harry. Yeah. Which is, like, what any Hufflepuff would do. And honestly, like, if you were, like, if it were a Slytherin, the Slytherin would be, like, kicking Harry in the face. He'd be, like, you're stealing my moment. We're gonna kill you. That way you can't even compete. <laughs> exactly. Remember? Ravenclaw, what would they do? They would, they would just not talk to Harry. They would just be like, I'm yeah. too good for you. Don't talk to me. They would just ghost him. Yeah, you're stealing my limelight because I don't get enough of it. Because I don't have any famous alumni. <laughs> a Gryffindor would also be upset. They would be like, dude, why'd you do that? That's yeah, they would be, they would, the Gryffindor would be jealous and mad. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, and then Cedric is just the epitome of a Hufflepuff. It's like, I don't believe you initially, but, like, whatever. It's what, what happens, it happens. Also, like, in the, throughout this entire book, the Hufflepuffs are mad at Harry, but it's like... It's like those Hufflepuffs. Those the, the, it's like those Hufflepuffs are not in the tournament. It's only yeah, Cedric. It's they're, like they're, they're acting. It's sort of like some parents, you know, or they, they, like they they act like their you know child's achievements as are they sort yeah. of like what the Hufflepuff students are doing. Well, I think that the Hufflepuffs are just kind of like like we barely get enough. We don't really get. Like, most of the people who are, end up being famous in the wizarding world aren't Hufflepuffs. They're, like, Gryffindors or Slytherins, maybe Ravenclaws in the academic field. But I think the Hufflepuffs are, like, like finally, we get this champion. We get this guy that we can all be proud of because he's in our house. And, of course, Harry freaking Potter is taking his, uh, his, his spot, you know? Because it's, like, it's Harry Potter, too. It's not just anyone. It's, like, Harry ba- everything happens Harry to ba- Harry. So... I would be upset, too, if I were them. Uh, uh, Harry thought about how and who put his name in the goblet and immediately thought of Voldemort. Harry reached the common room and entered, where a bunch of people that were cheering and screaming pulled him inside. Everybody cried at him and asked how he do it, did it, but nobody paid attention when he said that he didn't. I love that the Gryffindors are so happy for him. Yeah. They're, even Fred and George are like, even though we couldn't do it, we're just so happy that Harry did I love yeah. that. They're just so, like, welcoming. That's another thing that I really like about the Gryffindor house that I, like, I've always said on this podcast that it's the best house, and there are just, like, so many reasons why, and it's probably also because it's the main character's house, but it's, like, everyone in Gryffindor is, like, a family, basically. I know. They all, like, love each other like they're all siblings or something, which is just so cool to me. Um, He finally managed to push past the crowd into his dormitory and saw Ron. Ron asked how he did it and thought that Harry was lying to him. Ron shut his bed's curtains. Last sentence. He wrenched the hangings shut around his four-poster, leaving Harry standing there by the door, staring at the dark red velvet curtains, now hiding one of the few people that would sure that he had been sure, sure would believe him. I am messing I up a so lot. I feel so sad for Harry. I feel so I know, sad right? for him. Because it's that's like, like it's not even Harry's fault and Ron doesn't believe him at all. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, other than Hermione, the one person that he can kind of rely on. Because no one in this in this book has a good family, like, like set up, you know? Except for, like, the, some of the Weasleys. Ron's, like, basically neglected, borderline. So, other than him, the Weasleys do. But, honestly, like, most of the people in this book have really terrible families. So, I just feel so bad for Harry. Okay, now we're going to go on to I Love Magic, and then we're going to talk about our analysis. I love magic. Okay, so I know that we missed the movie goofs, but I genuinely love that there weren't any movie goofs for this um this part of the, the movie. So we are going to just jump straight into our analysis. And if we sound even more tired right now, it's because we're dying inside. Um, it's 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 only nine. It's not even nine yet. It's just a lot of talking for nine o'clock. All right, so. Today we're going to be talking about the Triwizard Tournament, a little bit of history, and then reviewing what happens in this Triwizard Tournament in a little bit more depth. spoilers for this book. Of course, don't forget the spoilers, guys. We're warning you now. Okay, 
so also if this episode doesn't last very long, I'm, I'm guessing it's going to last about 30 minutes. If it doesn't last very long, I'm really sorry. Normally we shoot for 40, but obviously we're tired right now and the chapter was short and the analysis is going to be kind of short. So I'm sorry in advance, but you can't really help it. Okay. So the Triwizard Tournaments began about 700 years ago and are a contest of intelligence and courage. It was held every five years between Hogwarts, Bowbatons, and Durmstrang. If you could pick one more school to participate of the ones that we talked about that one time, which one would you pick? Mahutakora. What's that one? The Japanese one with, like, the changing color robes. Oh, yeah, that's cool. I'm surprised that, you that's like my name. That's my favorite uh, school. Oh, okay. I would want the ones from the one from Brazil, the one who, um, the one who had... That was in the rainforest. Uh-huh. I love that one. It's so amazing. Just it sounds so amazing. Ca- uh, Castello Ruxa. I think that. I one. think that one was the Russian one. No, that was the uh, the something being the that began with a K. Yeah. So maybe you're right. Yeah, but I would want them to participate because I want to get to know more about them. Uh, after some accidents, like the tournament in, 19, in 1792, when all three champions were injured, the tournaments, the tournaments stopped being held. Two centuries later, in 1994, extra safety precautions were added to the tournament so that they could host one again. What do you think made them want to host one? Probably to bring back the tradition. Okay, but if you really had to think more about it, what, how does it benefit, benefit Hogwarts and therefore all of England and the British Ministry of Magic to have a Triwizard Tournament? Um, I mean, it could attract tourists, I guess, maybe? Like, okay. maybe a lot, maybe it used to, like, be open to tourists. Here's what I'm thinking. That sort of Here's stuff. what I'm thinking, Ron. I'm thinking that it's all for either, okay, here's my first theory. My first theory is that the Ministry is expecting Voldemort to come out back, so they want to create allies so that they can get the French and Bulgarian forces on their side. Possible. Okay, that's my theory one. And the second theory is that they basically just want to become friends again with France and Bulgaria. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that, which one do you like better? The allies. Okay, yeah. I think we but then Fudge was, like, incompetent at this point. Fudge was, like, de- denied that Voldemort was back. He didn't think that Voldemort was back. He was, like, ig- like an ignorant. Uh-huh. He, I, don't, I doubt Maybe Dumbledore. Well, no, 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 wait. I bet Dumbledore, Dumbledore organized it then. Yeah, I bet Dumbledore tried to, tried to persuade them, and that's why. Oh, okay, yeah. So, the Triwizard Tournament has always only included three tasks, which have always been enough to be... In- because of the intense nature of the tasks. The rules were that each of the three schools would have their students put their names into the Goblet of Fire. Then the Goblet would pick one champion from each school. After taking part in the three tasks, whichever student won would receive 1,000 galleons, which is equal to $250,000 and eternal glory. Like, that is insane amounts of money. You could buy a house with that. You could buy a car with that. You could buy happiness with that wow risking your life in three extremely dangerous tasks i can buy a house with it now one galleon equals seven dollars and 35 cents that's that's 
That's one sickle. That's seven thousand. Okay, seven, that, that doesn't make sense. Listen to this. Listen to this uh, difference, okay? Yeah, but the cents one. Uh-huh. Okay, uh-huh. listen to this. One sickle is only forty six cents, and the one cannot is only two cents. That makes no sense. Look at this jump from seven thirty. I mean, it it is the Harry Potter uh, fandom dot com. That's true. That's true. But they they got it from somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Or they just did their own calculations. Yeah, that's true. When Harry's name came out of the goblet, that was the first time in the history of the tournament when there were more than three champions. This caused a lot of issues behind the scenes of the tournament. Both the Derbshire and Bobatton students and headmasters believed that Hogwarts had received an unfair advantage. Which they have, obviously. Honestly, like, I would be so mad if uh-huh. I were them. It's crazy the advantage that he gets. Like... Yeah, like, basically, they have a 50-50 chance that Hogwarts wins and uh-huh. receives eternal, eternal glory. The Daily Prophet really didn't, didn't report really. on Cedric, who was the true Hogwarts champion, and made fun of Harry by calling him a glory hog. Do you think he is? Everything happens to him. I mean, not really. It's not his fault. Yeah, but they don't know that, unfortunately. I mean, I, if I was, like, if I didn't know, like, if I wasn't reading the books from, like, that perspective of the books, I would have thought, like, I would have ha- hated Harry Potter. Yeah. If I was just, like, a normal person in a wizarding world, mm-hmm. I would have just hated him. Me too, yeah. The first test of the tournament was held on November 24th and included dragons. The challenge was to retrieve a golden egg from a dragon. Each champion had a different dragon, with Harry receiving the most difficult one. The Hungarian Horntail. Which is like, like we were talking about, if you, you didn't know that you were going into that, uh-huh. obviously they all find out, but if you didn't, if none of them knew, that would be the most terrifying thing ever. I would be so scared. Mm-hmm. I would drop out. <laughs> I'd be like, okay, Ludo, you're going to dress up as me. You're going to pretend to be me. And you're going to go in for me. All of the champions ended up still intact and Harry and Victor Crumb tied for first place. The second task was on February 24th, and all of the students and teachers gathered at the edge of the lake. The mermaids had taken something from each of the champions that they would sorely miss, and only had one hour to get back. Uh, something turned out to be people. Uh, something turned out to be people. Hermione was thinking for Crumb to rescue, even though they had only been hanging out for about a day. Harry had to rescue Ron. Floor, uh... Flora's little sister, uh, Gabrielle, was taken, and shown, and Cho was taken for Cedric. Some of these are so pathetic. Like, what? Hermione for Crumb? I know, right? They had one date, and it wasn't even a real date. It was it, just the ball. I mean, like, maybe just, like, Hermione, uh, like, Crumb doesn't have a lot of people that matter to him. Well, like, his mother, you know, his father, maybe a sibling. I mean, they're a, not at the school, though. Any, I know, but Gabrielle wasn't there. Anyone close to Crumb... Other than his, he doesn't have a cousin or an aunt or an uncle or grandparent or mom or dad or siblings. Like, that's insane to me. That's so sad. Okay, but what about Cedric and Cho? Like, that's just weird, too. I can maybe see that because they go to the same school, so maybe they've talked for a long time. Uh But I could see more likely Cedric having his dad be taken. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Uh, Harry ended up finishing third place, but he was given second place because he saved both Ron and Gabrielle. During the tournament, Mr. Barty Crouch went missing, and Ludo Bagman 
had to deal with an accumulation of wealth, of debt, of debt, of debt, not, not, not of wealth. Um, because Ludo had bet on Harry to win, he consistently gave Harry unsolicited advice for tasks, which includes when he had to pay Ron and, or George and Fred back because uh-huh. for, for all the money that he owed them. The third and final task was held on June 24th and had to make their way and contestants had to make their way through a 20 foot high maze filled with magical obstacles. This task was the last time that anyone would see Cedric Diggory, which is so sad to think about. His funeral is the saddest scene in this book. I don't cry when he dies. My boy. I don't cry. (laughs) That part's sad too. I don't cry during the, uh, the like actual uh, killing of him because that's not like sad to me because it's so fast. But when Dumbledore's like giving the speech about him, I'm just like, oh, yeah. Cedric, we love you. He and Harry both touched the Triwizard Cup at the same time, and were teleported into a graveyard where Peter Pettigrew killed Cedric. My boy, my boy. Harry escaped and returned Cedric's body to his mother and father. His death marked the turning of the tournament no longer being a contest, but a war. Honestly, like, it's always so weird to me when he comes out and, like, speaks to Harry. I don't understand that part, like, basically at all, so. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it, it's, it's an interesting one. Because I'm, I'm just excited to get to that part. Harry, take my body back to my father. <laughs> In the British accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm sorry, like, again, for such a short episode, but I'm very tired, if you couldn't tell, because I've already said it twice, and we haven't really made that many jokes this episode, so, uh, I think it's, it's easier to keep this one short and sweet. So, as always, email us at insidehogwartspod at gmail.com to let us know all of your thoughts on today's episode, and any questions you have for us, because we're willing to answer them. Why not? You know? Um, what else? Oh, leave us a quick review and rating on Apple Podcasts because that would help us out a lot. Uh-huh. And check out our website, insidehogwarts.com. And we'll see you guys in the next one. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check back every Tuesday for another episode of Inside Hogwarts.